Hello, everyone, and welcome to Thrifters Villa, a podcast for resellers and entrepreneurs. I'm Daniela, and today we are bringing back a Thrifters Villa roundtable episode. It's been a while since we've done one of these, but today we are sitting down with Dana. She is a full-time worker outside the home, a reseller, a mom, a wife, slash caregiver. And uh, I can't wait to dive into her story and for you guys to get to know her some more. So take a seat and we will see you at the table. Hi, Dana. Hi. How are you? I am well. I'm excited to get a chance to talk to you. I listen yes, to yes. your podcast all the time. And so, yeah, thanks for having me on. Of course. And thank you for reaching out and wanting to share your story with everyone. Um, we've probably known each other for, I don't know, three years, maybe around there. Yeah, three, it's like four uh, years. It's been a while. During COVID, it was like yep. the, the three year, one year. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> Somewhere, Somewhere in there. In there. <laughs> yeah. um, so we've had conversations and stuff, but to say that I know you on a deeper level, I don't. And that's why I love doing these types of episodes. I get to really get to know the people that I talk to on a daily basis or, you know, people that listen to the podcast. So before we kind of get into the whole caregiver aspect of everything, why don't you tell everyone a little bit about yourself, your life before reselling, how you got into reselling, all that fun stuff. Okay, sure. Well, my name is Dana and I live in the Washington, D.C. greater area um, for my, I don't know if I want to call it a real job, day job. <laughs> day job. <laughs> my my day job, um, I work in broadcast television news, and I'm a, I run a network news bureau in Washington, and so I've been in television news for about 22 years now, which is crazy. Um, <clears throat> I've been married for almost 15 years to my husband, and we have a four-year-old son now. He's getting ready to start kindergarten in the fall, which is insane. Hmm. Um, I started reselling about two and a half years ago. Um I have been a lifelong secondhand shopper and thrifter. I grew up going to yard sales with my granny every Saturday. My mom um, is an entrepreneur. She started a baby and um, like children's kind of like a consignment, more like buy, sell, and trade store when I was okay. a baby. Oh, and wow. So, she, so I grew up with, um, you know, being part of a small business family and my mom's sold secondhand children's and baby items like my whole life I worked there when I was a teenager um so yeah so I've always been um a connected to kind of the secondhand mm. world and that's all very normal for me um I've always thrifted for fun and a couple of years ago um when my husband and I were waiting um to adopt our son to pass the time I was working on like a little project every weekend to try to like past the time while we were waiting for like what felt like forever to yeah. be matched and then for him to be born and so I spent a lot of time um thrifting during that time and I got more into just realizing how many good things are out there mm -hmm. and I said to my my husband at some point after my son was born I was going through a bunch of his clothes that I'd collected thrifting over the last few years and I said gosh you know if I had time I would love to open a shop or you know sell sell some of the stuff and my husband was like well why don't you just why don't you just do it you know you can just you can choose how much time you spend on it and you can see what's out there and so I so I did and I think I ended up on Instagram and YouTube <laughs> somehow and um started um looking for things at the thrift store that were not only for me or for our family and just a little bit at a time and um and now here I am. So it's uh my husband now likes to call it my jobby because it's a <laughs> <That's> hobby <cute. laughs> that does bring in some income and so he calls it my jobby. So. That's a really cute name for it. I like that. <laughs> <Thank you. laughs> um what types of items do you sell? What what does that look like for you? It's mainly women's clothing. Um I love to shop and I love clothes and so I'm drawn to those types of things. I dabbled in a little bit of hard goods last year that was fun but I it's not really sustainable just all of the the time that it takes to mm. ship those items um I I have very limited time and so I'm starting to phase those things I don't really pick that much up up anymore unless I see something that is super duper cool um and then I sell a little bit of men's and a little bit of kids that are mainly my husband's or son's stuff that 
they are done with. So, but it's mainly women's clothing, shoes, some bags. When you were working in your mom's shop, did it ever occur to you like this might be something that I want to do for fun or, or was it it was just kind of like this is my mom's thing and I just help her out and it's funny as a kid I would have always told you no way right because I couldn't get out of that shop fast enough you know <laughs> I spent so much time there I've never right. do it I worked there as a teenager of course um so I I would never have thought that I wanted to do that I um wanted to be a journalist from a pretty young age and pursued that uh, with everything, went to school for that and, um, you know, have had a, a career in that. And so I never, I still don't know that I would pursue a career in reselling because mm. I do love my, my career. Um, but I love reselling because it is a jobby. <laughs> so <laughs> it's, it's fun. It's definitely um, a form of escape for me. I have the type of personality that does not rest well. Um, so I really have a hard time just sitting on the couch and watching television without falling asleep. And so this provides an outlet for me that is kind of like busy work, but it's also kind of creative and you get the thrill of the hunt and it makes some money. And so it's, yeah, I love it on the side. I don't know that I could ever do it full time, but I will say I wouldn't mind retiring from my career and continuing to do reselling. So. That's a good way to put it too. We'll I think it's so important, especially when you work full time outside of the home or you know something besides reselling, right? Where wherever your main income is coming from, I think it's so important to make that realization and have that conversation with yourself. Like, I like my job, I like what I'm doing, but I also have the side thing that I like to do. But I don't think I want to make it my full time thing. It's I feel like in our community sometimes we almost get shoved in that direction to like go yeah, full time go full time you're so good at it keep going and it's like but I don't know if I want to do that and then I see with like what my full-time reseller friends go through and how difficult like the last few months have been for them and like they're contemplating going back into the workforce and it's like I, I don't because I'm so used to the stability of having a job outside the home that has the benefits that has the yeah. salary right to take that away at this point in my life is I can't grasp what that would be. Yeah. That level of kind of responsibility for everything being in it. I feel like for me, that would take some of the fun out of it. Mm. Um, yeah. So I don't, I don't, yeah. I mean, it seems like a fun idea, but I think that once you actually have to do it, then it wouldn't be fun anymore. Right. I mean, it's a yeah. job at the end yeah. of the day, no yeah. matter what, what, it's got to pay your, your bills. And that's right. kind of a conversation that I had last week with Denali was I got to pay my mortgage. Yep. So as much as like, I may not want to work and yes, we have the quote unquote flexibility, right. When you're your own boss, but do you really, because yeah. you've got to make sure you hit whatever those quotas are for yourself because you do have a family that's relying on this income. So it, it's just, it makes you really like, think about it and I love when people say like yeah you know it's it's a fun thing I do it for fun it makes me feel creative I'm the same way I can't sit and watch something like I have to be really into it for me yes. to like sit and watch something right. I'm standing right. up I'm doing something I gotta oh I gotta finish doing this or I have yeah. the laptop in front of me like and it's I think some people feel like you can't re like you just don't know how to relax no it's I do know how to relax that's my way of relaxing yeah doing I work to that. relax don't you get it <laughs> That makes me relax. So funny. My mom is the same way. And even I remember growing up, so she had the baby shop. And at one point she had three locations. I mean, she's oh, wow. successful and she still has it going. Um, but I remember she started um, collecting like antique baby stuff at some point. And we had this random room in our house that was like antique baby stuff room. <laughs> Awkward. And I never realized like it was kind of weird. But then now I get to this life stage and I'm like, oh, that was my mom just like doing her thing. She needs yeah. to do that. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Like, Although kind of creepy. Kind of creepy. Little... It wasn't like dolls. It wasn't like dolls or anything like that. Okay, good. It was like Cause... um like antique like smocked baby outfits. Yeah. I'm sure she made a fortune off all that stuff, but she was genius. Does she um, have an online store? Not really. She has an Instagram presence. Okay. Um, and a Facebook page. So she'll she'll do some like customer service and like personal orders for people via social media. She dabbled with Shopify 
but it's just not her thing. She mm-hmm. lives in a resort community and it's a lot of grandmas and it's very personal, the business model mm-hmm. that she has. Um, and so not, not really an online, but thing. the she perfect never, place to be. Other, yeah. The <laughs> other thing that she, I think she would never have the patience for as far as being an online reseller is the inventory right. and the kind of pulling items. And I think she would, she would go nuts <laughs> trying to keep track of everything. It's also that generation. Like I give yeah. people in our parents' generation so much credit that do it online full time because it's not, it's not easy. I, I'm 36 and I struggle sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> so now yeah. that we know a little bit more about you and, and your business, the, the big piece of it is um, while, yes, you are a mom and you are a reseller and you, you do work in the broadcast field, you're also a caregiver. And why don't you explain to people listening how that came about and, and who the caregiving is for? Sure, sure. So I'm a caregiver for my husband. He is a quadriplegic, which what that means is he's paralyzed, um, and that paralysis affects all four of his limbs. That's how it's called quadriplegia. So his paralysis is from about the chest down, and it affects parts of his arms, and his uh, he has no like hand function. Mm. Um, and so he was paralyzed as a teenager. He was involved in a um, gymnastics accident when he was like oh, wow. 17 years old. Um, he says he did a flip and a half. He landed on space. And so, um, yeah, so that's his situation. So he's in a wheel. He uses a wheelchair um, regularly. He, um, I have to help him with things like getting up, getting dressed. Um, I don't do a lot of the personal care for him. That's during the week. We have paid caregivers who come in on um, Monday through Friday morning. And then some Saturdays, depending on if I have to get my son to like swim class or something. Um, But I do all of the evening routine, which is like getting him in the bed, undressed, all of that. And, um, and then on weekends, I do all of the caregiving myself too. Earlier in our marriage, before my um, son was born and before I kind of moved up in the career world and wasn't, um, you know, I wasn't as in such a demanding position at work. I did all of the caregiving. Mm. I also did all of it because I thought I wanted to do all of it. And because I was trying to be some kind of superwoman. I don't know, but I definitely grew out of that. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. It's, it's a lot. So when you met him, he was a quadriplegic then. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yep. I, we met, I think that's I beautiful. Was, um, we were in college. Well, I was in college and he was just out of college. And um, I went to a Christian college and I was on a ministry trip to Florida where he lives. And so I met him on that trip with a whole bunch of college kids. Like, you know, mm-hmm. I probably wouldn't have even remembered meeting him, except for I noticed he was in a wheelchair. He was the only person that was in a wheelchair. Yeah. And then this is like in the 90s, right? So context. And um, when I got back to school, I got kind of in trouble because I hadn't left a thank you note for this like host home that had hosted us. And so I went on AOL. Remember AOL? Oh man, back in the day. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) So I went on AOL and searched the name of this church. And then I sent messages to people who had something on their profile about the church. And he was one of them. And so, yeah, so and I am really bad, still kind of bad with technology and stuff. And uh, he was like, hey, did I meet you when you were here? I'm like, yeah, I don't know. Do you have this address? <laughs> like, I need to get this. <laughs> He's like, well, do you have a picture? And I'm like, then you had to have like a scanner. I was like, yeah, no. I was going to say, <laughs> you're uploading not. a picture on a funny. scanner. It's so funny now. It's so funny. But yeah, then a couple of years went by and, I, you know, social media kind of evolved and we mm-hmm. reconnected during the MySpace days. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, so we, was he on your top eight? Oh, oh yeah. Eventually. Yeah. He worked his (laughs) way up there. (laughs) And, uh, yeah, so we, um, reconnected around the MySpace era and we chatted online. We were, so we were kind of online dating, but online dating didn't really exist. Yeah. It wasn't a thing. And then you were like super embarrassed to tell people like, right. Yeah talking to this person online like it I was know, like, my mom's like please don't let him be like an axe murderer you know because yeah. I'm like mom I'm gonna get on an airplane and fly out to Texas and she was like what because <laughs> I went out there um you know after we had been talking for a long time and yeah anyway one thing led to another and he's turns out he's not an axe murderer so well that's is. great 
Yep. <laughs> He's a great guy. <laughs> so yeah, now we've been married. It'll be 15 years this September. So life flies, man. Flies. I know. Time goes yeah. by so fast. Yeah. How? So, okay. You're young, right? You're married. Yes. You're mm-hmm. building your career. You're mm-hmm. doing this. When did reselling kind of fall into it? And like, I, I, how did you find the time to, I don't know how to say this without it coming off like the wrong way. Um, not that it was your escape, but like, was it your way to kind of like have that you time because now you're dedicating this time to your husband who requires this assistance from you? Does that make sense? Yeah. I didn't want to seem insensitive. Sure. No, I mean, I think like in the early days of marriage, when I was really, um, how can I put it? Um, grieving, I guess. Yeah. I mean, you know, grieving. It is a going, form of grief. Going You're right. The, the, those early years of marriage were a lot more than I anticipated. And I went through a period of time where I couldn't even say that out loud because I felt mm. bad about it because it's like, you know, I did sign a quote, like sign up for this type thing, but it was really hard. And um, because we were long distance for our relationship, we always saw each other under the context of like vacation time, you know? Yeah. And so the day in and day out was like, dude, are you still paralyzed? Like, oh my gosh, yeah. this is a lot, <laughs> you know? Yeah. It's everything. It just impacts everything. We didn't have a van back then. So every time we left, I would have to lift him into my SUV and then lift the wheelchair in and like try to make sure we're going to a restaurant, the table height was going to be right. And there wasn't going to be like a step at the door or, you know, it was like so much. It was overwhelming. And so um, early in that time, I had to have an escape. I have had to have an escape because it is a lot. Um, During that time, I really dove into writing and that was um, my escape. Then I got into blogging and I would blog about our life and I would blog about caregiving and those kinds of things. And then as my career became more demanding and higher profile, I didn't feel as comfortable sharing so much of myself online. Um, And so I kind of pulled back from that. And then we went through a several year period of trying to start our family, um, which eventually led to us adopting our son. And then all time I had was gone. (laughs) Like literally all all time was gone. Um, And so it was when my son was about two and we were in the thick of the pandemic. And so life was moving at a slower pace and um, work wasn't as demanding. That was when I started reselling during that time. So it was Mm. quite a bit of time from like the beginning of my caregiving journey to when I started my reselling life. And uh, my husband's always been so supportive of me. Um, with everything that I do. I mean, he's always supportive of everything that I do, but even with reselling and I feel like maybe like the, um, the husbands need more credit, you know, <laughs> like, like, I don't know about you guys, but I will find myself coming home from the thrift store and I'll tell my husband, like, I found this Alexander Wang jacket and he's mm-hmm. so excited for me. <laughs> you know? Is that like, good? Yes. Yeah, okay. That's great. <laughs> like, and he I loves know. to go thrifting, you know, but like, Aww. you know, the stuff he points out, I'm like, Oh, you know, no. That's cute, but no. <laughs> yeah, and he's he's the, the happy recipient of, you know, anything that I find and then decide not to sell. He loves that. <laughs> you know? Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. Free stuff. Yeah. He's always been so supportive of, of everything that I do. But with reselling, he, yeah, he listens to me go on and on about it. And so I appreciate that. Oh, I love hearing <laughs> that. Now, with being a caregiver and a mom, because they're two very demanding jobs, never mind yeah your job outside of the home, how does it affect your ability to work on your business when you want to? Yeah, it's the time factor, you know? Yeah. I mean, it's, I love when I can have that, like, because my reselling time is generally at the very end of the night. Mm-hmm. So after bedtime is done, after my husband and I have, like, had a little bit of time together, that last hour before we go to bed, I come upstairs and I come to my little area. And I have usually about an hour a day that I can work on whatever I'm going to work on. And I love it because it's like, there's nobody here that I have to take care of. (laughs) I don't have to like wipe anything or feed anything. Um, You know, so, so yeah, I love that. And I can just make a list and do it. And I I do get that escape in my job too. Like in my, Mm -hmm. in my day job, that is 
you know, another form of escape. Um, but I am a supervisor at work. And so I still am meeting needs all day. Yes. <laughs> <at work>. Same. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. And listening to feelings and navigating people, you know, um, but yeah, when it's just me and the clothes, you know, and I'm steaming or measuring or inputting things into a spreadsheet or taking pictures. Um, yeah, it's relaxing and cathartic for me. I can, I can even spend time doing those things while thinking about something else. Yeah. And so that's another thing that I appreciate about it. But I, ju- I just, I literally get like an hour a night. And then if anything is going wrong. I was just going to ask that. What happens if something goes wrong? Then I don't get wrong? that. So like if my husband is in the, he was recently in the hospital. Um, he had a bout with pneumonia after having a, a cold. Cause, because he's paralyzed, he can't really talk. I was say he can't get the stuff so, up. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Like that's a thing, you know. Um, and then my son was in the hospital too. I'm like, I feel like sometimes I talk about everything that's in my life and it's like people think I probably make half of this up, but I really don't. But my son has asthma. So he was in the hospital last week a little bit. So yeah, it's like, I may or may not get my hour, you know? Um, so how do you deal with that? Like you're, you're a thing that's an escape to that you enjoy. Now you can't do it because life, right? I mean, that's just the easiest way to put it. How how do you wrestle with that like emotion and that feeling that that can happen where it's like I just don't have any time for myself and do that one thing that I really enjoy doing? Yeah, I mean it is hard, but I think that's where it's important for me to remember kind of where my responsibilities lie mm-hmm. and where my kind of cherry on top is, you know. And so, um, yeah, it, it's. I can get burnt out if I don't have me time. And a lot of my me time is spent on reselling. Um, So I'll try to make a pocket for it somehow. Um, But because it's not my main job, I can set it aside when I have to. And because it's not my actual child, (laughs) I can set it aside when I need to, and I can come back to it. And, you know, I, I still, I'm very goal oriented. And so I'm always trying to hit, certain numbers you know whether that be a certain amount of listings a day or week or you know a dollar goal for the month and I will get discouraged when when those things happen but I just have to remember to keep the first things first and that there isn't any pressure on reselling unless I put it on myself Mm -hmm. so I have to remember that it's hard for me and I'm sure it's the same for you when you are so goal oriented to not put the pressure on yourself when you can't work on the business, like it is taking me probably over a year to like, to just realize that, okay, well, if I don't do it this week, it's okay. Like it, everything will keep going the way that it needs to go because I need to focus on whatever else it yep. is I need to focus on. But I, I do have to say in, and I love our community. Don't, don't get me, don't get it twisted guys. I love the community, but there is this underlying tone in the community where you have to just constantly be doing something towards the business to be successful. And the more that I'm in the game, the more I realize that's actually not true because I could do nothing for two or three weeks and I I'm still successful in the way that I need to be successful for myself. I don't have to be doing listings every single day to to make sales like there's other ways that I can make sales it's the items that I have it's the way that I've written the the key terms the SEO like if I focus my attention on a few other things and not in that constant grind of I need to source I need to do this it really helps when you're going through different things in life and it makes you appreciate the act of reselling in a different way where okay, I am doing something I'm still doing what I love and I'm doing it in my way and I'm still seeing the benefits of it all but it's a hard lesson. Yeah, it is. It is. I think this is where, <clears throat> not going to say that I'm old or anything, but I am like in my 40s. And so I think that, and this is mainly in regard to motherhood, but I think that because I came into motherhood a little bit later in life, certainly than I was planning, but then some people, I don't fall into as much of the trap of like comparing, you know? Mm-hmm. And I think that realizing that as a mom I can apply that same skill to reselling because if I don't if I don't work on my mindset to do that which I'm glad I have the ability to do that 
mind to think about my mindset, I would be so discouraged because everybody's growing and everybody's Mm -hmm. trying all of these new things and finding all of these things. And gosh, that would be so much fun. You know, like live sales, for example, I did a couple of live sales, um, to just more power to you. I I was sick of looking at it. Right. I sold it all for nothing. And, but I had so much fun doing that. And I was thinking, (laughs) Oh my gosh, I would, I would love to do this. I would love it. And I would just have fun. I would have so much fun doing that. I can't do that. <laughs> like I do not, I, that is not going to happen yeah. in my model of one hour of business time a day. <laughs> I know that is not going, it's just not going to happen, you know? And, uh, but I, I, but what I'm trying to say is that I'm grateful that I know how to stop myself when I start to fall into that trap of comparison. Mm-hmm. And yeah, there's so much, like there's such an undercurrent in the community that six about what success looks like, you know, like right. um, success looks like the, this level of numbers or it being your full-time job or grow, grow, grow. How many items, you know, how many listings do you have? Or yeah, there's, there's an undercurrent of that and it takes work mentally to like stop yourself from like just getting sucked into that current. Cause if I got sucked into that current, then I wouldn't be able to be a good mom, not a good mom, but I wouldn't be able to be as present of a mom. Right. You know, I right. wouldn't, be, I would me, I would be high, higher risk for having bitterness towards my husband for needing me. You know, if I'm upstairs right. working on stuff and I hear him downstairs and he's like, I need you to come like open this bag of chips or whatever it is. You know what I mean? It's like, Ugh. <laughs> you know, like it's, um, but that's a yeah. real reality for you. And I'm, and, oh, yeah. and I think yeah, people that are listening are probably like, Oh, I don't, Okay. I don't even need to be complaining about things that I'm dealing with. Right. I mean, we all have our things that we deal with, but your needs, the needs of your. Making everyone happy on vacation isn't easy, but you know, what is going to Aruba. All you have to do is walk out your door to find pristine pools, relaxing white sand beaches, and an Island teeming with outdoor activities. That'll put a smile on any face. You won't just feel great, you'll all feel great, filled with a calmer, more peaceful vibe that radiates Aruba's warmth. And the best part is, it never fades. That's the Aruba effect. Plan your family trip at aruba.com. There's something that. Yeah. Right? Oh, it's, yeah, yeah, no. I mean, it might be the thing, you know, maybe something itches, you know. Um, maybe there's a bag. There's always stuff being dropped on the floor that needs to be picked up, <laughs> you know, whatever. Yeah. All, all things like that. But the other thing is, like, I... Like, I just can't tell you enough, like, how I talked a little bit earlier about how supportive my husband is. He also looks out for what I need and he cares for me too. And so he wouldn't interrupt this time unless he really needed me. Like he would, yeah. he wouldn't interrupt me for a bag of chips. I just see that as an example. I, but, 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 um, the, but that is yeah. a reality, right? Like it is yeah. possible that he may need your help to open yes. something or. But he wouldn't oh. like call up the stairs unless he actually needed me. Cause he knows. Excuse me, Dana. I, excuse me. Knocking on the door. Now early in our marriage, for sure. <laughs> like, I remember we have set some boundaries. Marriage, every time. Yeah. yeah, We would be sleeping. He would like wake me up to like scratch his face or get some water or whatever. I was like, listen, dude, here's the deal. I need you. To, to not bother me while I'm sleeping unless you need to basically die. Right. <laughs> like, I cannot do this. So we figured out a lot of hacks along the way yeah. for him to be able to, you know. And there's so many to tools to now, too, that, like, sleep, he can man. use. you got to get your sleep. Like, you cannot function if you don't have sleep as a mom or a caregiver or anything. <laughs> Tell me about it. And there's, like, always that period of time as a caregiver because I've gone through it as well where, like, you can't sleep because something has happened that has now made something worse, right? And it now requires so much attention from you. And the thought of even sleeping is like, well, I, I can't fit that in. I, I need to be yeah. awake, right? I need yeah. to make sure that this, this, and this is happening. And like, if I nap for 10 minutes, great. But like, I'll be good. I'll be good. You run this like adrenaline it's that really never is. goes yeah. away. Mm-hmm. Yep. We had, like I told you recently, my husband had that situation with pneumonia. Yeah. Well, when he came home, he still was congested some. And so every time he would need to cough, I would need to sit him up in the bed and like push his chest in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh my gosh, it was like four nights of like, so hard. And just like, you know, it's, it's hard because you, you start to feel like that's like everything that you are. Like I, I explained it to him a long time ago. 
there's been a lot of therapy since then, right? But like, um, you feel like you're like an appliance. Like I'm a, I'm a, I'm a household appliance. Like, you know, mm-hmm. I'm just like servicing needs and then you need to plug me in for a little while and I'll charge up and then I'll just get back to like the thing and the next thing and the next yeah. thing. Yeah. It's, it's hard. It, it is. It's a lot. And to, and to make that commitment at a young age too, like that's, it, it's, it's very impressive. It is well, very impressive. Yeah, I think it definitely was naive for sure. I had care. I had done caregiving, um, young, like really young for my grandfather. He had suffered a stroke, and I lived with my grandparents for a period of time and helped them through that. And so I felt, in some ways, prepared. At least I wasn't squeamish around medical yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? Yeah, that and stuff doesn't freak like, me out either. You can no, vomit. You could do whatever. I mean, yeah, like every kind of bodily fluid imaginable. Yeah, it is what it is. <laughs> fine we're all humans this all happens it's fine yep um but yeah so I felt like I was prepared for it but the thing about it that I really wasn't prepared for was when it's your husband and the emotions that are tied to just you know seeing someone that you love Mm -hmm. suffering like that's just really difficult it is it's really difficult and then sometimes the um, the impact on you and you know like what is this going to mean for our life you know or, like I talked earlier about how I don't I now I have the skills to not fall into the trap of comparison but when you were first married and I was in my 20s I was in the thick of that like comparison you know and just looking around and people are just walking down the street holding hands like you can't do that you know you can't just like yeah hold your hand and walk down the street you know um yeah. there was there was a lot to process um in those early years and that was the time that I was really trying to do all of it before we had some outside help coming in which that was its own transition and I think that is something I still really have a hard time with um that reselling helps me escape from is when people are coming into your home um you know home health aides or nurses or things like that it I'm grateful for their help don't don't hear the wrong thing. I'm very grateful for them. But I still, 15 years into this life, I'm still not like comfortable. Yeah. With someone coming in my home and in my bedroom. And, yeah. You know, like that is weird to me. And so um, this gives me, I mean, this is more so on days that I'm not working. But if I'm home and I'm, if I'm home and I'm not working, I'm doing this. <laughs> like that's what I'm doing. <laughs> And, uh, but I can come up here, it's upstairs and, um, you know, they're, they're down there and they're doing that stuff and I can, you know, turn on some music or a podcast and not listen <laughs> to things that are downstairs yeah. and not worry about it. Um, and just be kind of in my own little world up here. I would have a hard time with the not worrying part because I'm such a control freak. Yeah. I would struggle with that, but I, it's good that you have something like reselling to kind of fall back on and, and be like, all right, this, I'm in my zone now, I'm in my place, yep. and I'm just going to do what I need to do, and and that's great. And is does your son get involved in the reselling part of it at all? Is he interested in what he's doing? Only as far as being a distraction. <laughs> <You know>? <laughs> <laughs> he, although I will tell you this, he is a super thrifter because he's been, so he's four, and I've been doing this for like two and a half years, and so one Thing that he is super helpful at is helping me to remember the color of the week because I don't know if this has ever happened to you guys but sometimes I will walk in the thrift store door see the sign green is the color of the week and then somehow it's I gone the rack <laughs> and I decide blue is the color of the week and I get all these blue things in my cart and I go to check out and I'm looking for my half off and I'm like oh man he can remember it <laughs> so see he's he your helper a- yes yes he's my helper and uh, he I will say that we do have an overabundance of like matchbox cars um, because I will always buy him like a bag, <laughs> like a little bag Aww. of matchbox cars. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Yeah, so he'll, we always go to the toys first and he'll get something to keep him busy and play. Yeah. Play with while we're shopping. And, um, you know, when he was a baby, it was just a lot of like puff serving. Like I was serving the puffs. <laughs> like shopping yeah. and serving the puffs. <laughs> <laughs> but he's cute. gotta like, do what you gotta still, do yeah yeah he'll still say um like here's a funny like thrifting story so when the first time he went to the dentist he was three years old and uh I told him, i'm so proud of you you were so brave like let's go to the store and i'll buy you a special prize and he's like okay so i take him to target 
and we're going like you know how the toy aisles are there's like a doll aisle yeah aisle yeah my son loves cars and vehicles and that's his thing so we get to the vehicle aisle and he's like hmm 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 he's like where's the bags i'm like oh you want to get like a thrift store grab bag I'm like, no, no, no. You don't want the brand new toy. Okay. <laughs> I want a brand new toy. <laughs> yes. So I'm going to spend retail on a toy. You don't want it? I know. So that's so funny. He's like, I want to go to the thrift store. And that's what he calls it. The thrift store. Oh. Yeah. And But whenever he says that, I hightail there so fast. Sure. I'm let's like, go. Oh, okay, let's go. <laughs> Forget Target. <laughs> yeah. And I'm, I get sad now that he's four and he has his own opinions about the world, you know. And yeah. I'm like, hey, I'm going to pick you up early. We can go get some ice cream and go thrifting. He's like, aw, I just want to go home. And I'm like, oh, man. Stop growing up. Like, I'll buy you a toy. <laughs> yeah. And then at some point, the toy's not going to work anymore. I know, I know. Well, But then we it'll be close. Yeah, but now, see, that's the good thing is like, see, my husband, because of his disabilities, I haven't until very recently in the last like month or so, felt comfortable leaving him here um mm-hmm. but now we're now we're there and so oh, that's now wonderful I actually have that ability to go and you know I will go uh I have a my inventory I keep it in a storage unit and so now I'm totally fine to just run up to the storage and pull orders and come back or run to the post office and drop off and come back or even go on like a short thrift trip I wouldn't do like a one of the big stores that takes a long time but mm. uh, but yeah we're there and so that is also just really oh, so nice to be able to have that time yeah because it's out. not something you've been able to have over the last right. we'll say 14 years right um yeah it's something that eventually you were going to get there and you knew that but while you were in it you were like this is never going to change yeah yeah and it's the baby hard. years were like super intense <laughs> you yeah. know I just felt like I just couldn't have enough hands. And um, also during that time that my husband, that my, my son was, I mean, he was two and a half months old. My husband actually had a stroke, which was insane. It happened like while we were driving. It's very traumatic. Anyway, we, um, when he went to the hospital for that and Caden was two months old, <laughs> like it was crazy. And he had like new paralysis on like one side of his body. Oh, wow. Daniela, can I tell you? I told that they were like trying to discharge him from the hospital, and I went up to that doctor and I was like, "I'm not taking that home. Like, I don't think you understand. Like, this is over my line. I cannot do all this. We need mm-hmm. to find some kind of rehab, something or other. This is not. I'm not. I can't do this. this is too much. Right. Thankfully, he did. He got into a rehab and he did recover. Um, but that period of time, that kind of first year of my son's life, when my husband was, you know even more like a little extra I'll say mm-hmm. um you know he it took some time to recover from that that was really crazy but yeah. thankfully at my um my job where I work they were so awesome and I I took so much time off during that during that time not only for maternity leave but also for caring right. for him and they right. were so awesome I wasn't trying to juggle that and I wasn't reselling when that happened there's been times when I didn't have enough hands to, to do all of the things. That's for yeah, sure. especially at that point in time, right? Where you've got uh, a baby mm-hmm. and you need to care for two people who aren't able to do anything. Like now you're yeah, still a little he, bit older. He couldn't, even, he couldn't even hold the baby, you know? Right. I mean, even, well, well, and I think that's such a great point. He was never able to change like a diaper or anything. Right. You know, all of that. It was always, it was always me. Um, but it's neat now that my son is so much more physically able um, that I feel like their glory years are kind of happening, you know? Mm-hmm. And I had, I got to have all of the, like, the sweet baby cuddles. Like, they were all mine. Yeah. And, um, but now my son's going to start kindergarten in the fall. And the school that he's going to go to is only, like, two blocks from our house. And so our plan is that my husband's going to, like, meet him at school at the end of every day and then they're going to walk home together oh have that like last two hours of the afternoon just the two of them before I get home from work so my husband's so excited to be at that place and it's going to be um 
Yeah, it's going to be, they call it stud time when it's the two of them together. (laughs) And it's so special, too, to, like, especially for some, you know, for your husband where it's hasn't been easy for him right over the last few years and now to be in a place where he can he can be dad and in the way that he needs to be dad it may not be in the i guess traditional way right Mm -hmm. the way that other people can be dad but he has his own special way to do it and oh my gosh yeah and there's like i've never seen anything that he hasn't been able to figure some version of something out like right you know you when you have to Shipping can make or break a sale, so optimize how you ship your orders with ShipStation. They make it easy to automate and manage orders no matter how big your business grows. And they might even be able to help reduce shipping and warehouse costs. So optimize and keep up your momentum for growth with ShipStation. Sign up for your free 60-day trial now at ShipStation.com and use the code P-O-D. That's ShipStation.com with the code P-O-D. Dreaming of a better sleep? Tossing and turning is not your destiny. And Ollie is here to help. Ollie invites you to sink into sweet, sweet slumber to improve your mental and physical health and overall wellness. More than just melatonin, Ollie's ingredients help you unwind your mind for a delightfully dreamy drift off. Sleep is on the way at Ollie.com. That's O L L Y.com. You can be really creative <laughs> mm-hmm. so, it's true yeah, yeah i'm excited what? for that i'm oh, so sorry go ahead i didn't mean to interrupt i was you. just gonna say i'm just excited for them to have that season where it's just yeah. and not me so yeah yeah what is something as a caregiver and, and a mom and all a business owner and having your own career right you do it all What's something for you that's a that's a non-negotiable, something that you have to do, whether it's business related or just for yourself? It doesn't have to be on a daily basis, weekly, whatever, whatever it is. What's that one thing that like, I have to do this for me? For me, um, my faith is very important to me. And um, I spend time when I'm driving on my commute, um, listening to praise and worship music. Mm-hmm. Um, and that is something that is not negotiable for me. Um, that really helps to center me and I can, I can spend that time in prayer and in worship and kind of reorienting myself. And it helps me to, it helps remind me that while I have so many responsibilities, it's really not all about me mm-hmm. and that I can use that time to draw my strength from God and to worship God. So that's a big thing for me right now. I wish I could tell you it had anything to do with anything healthy, <laughs> like <laughs> exercise, <laughs> but it does not. And also like that is gone from my life right now. And then I just got my first pedicure in like four years, a couple weeks ago. That was really nice. I So I'm, I'm excited now that we're at this life stage with my son to start adding some of those like pieces of my life back. Yeah. Um, but my one non-negotiable is that car time. That yeah, I think that's you. great because we all have that one thing, whether it's prayer, whether it's listening to an audio book, whether it's, I don't know, listening to meditation music, whatever it is, we all have that one thing that just kind of makes us feel like, okay, I can take a breath and I can just kind of be okay. myself, <laughs> right? And just be yeah. in, in me and, and enjoy this moment. Um, for me personally, I mean, I have a lot of things I try to do to ground myself lately, but um at night like part of my bedtime routine lately I, probably over the last like six months for me it's been listening to either like uh spa music or like white noise or like stuff like that I never realized how powerful it is to help me stay asleep because it's always been a struggle of mine and um when you've been a caregiver most of your life and dealt with many things sleep is very difficult because You've never had a sleep schedule. It's just it's just how it goes. And um, and now that I'm in a place where like I, I can have sleep, I struggled with figuring out how to do that. I know that sounds so weird to people listening, probably. But when you've dealt with many things in your life, that that's like a very easy component to not have a structure with. And um, I've found that if I put on these med not med- meditation music, I guess, but it's more of like sound baths or just like spa-like music or the white noise, pink noise, green noise, all different kinds. It really helps me like just focus on that one sound and I'm able to stay asleep. And it makes me feel like a baby because they have these tools for babies. Oh, 
<laughs> to help them we, sleep. Yeah, we became addicted to the white noise machine when um, when my we got one for my son and he was a baby. And now, whenever that thing breaks, we order another one. <laughs> so, and I travel with that thing. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Use it for yourself. It's great. That's right. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that's I, I like that. I like that. That's what that's what you do. And if for those that are listening that are caretakers themselves, because I'm sure there's many people listening that fall into that category, may not be with a husband, it could be with a child or or um, a grandparent or any relative or friend. Um, what's something that you could say to them to either help them in their day to day or they're trying to make reselling a part like a bigger part of their life or what's just something you could say to them to encouragement or, or some tips? Let me think about that. I, I know. And it was a loaded not, question. I know the thing I'm not going to say, which is the thing I get so sick of hearing when people talk about an oxygen mask and like, you have to put this oxygen mask on yourself before you can like put the oxygen mask on somebody else. Yeah. That is so hard when you're caregiving because you, literally have that's to not your first thought <laughs> right yeah so I know I'm not gonna say that so now that I have that out of the way um I would say that for me one thing that has been really helpful through my years of caregiving is being connected in any way to someone else who just truly gets it mm. who knows what it's like you know thankfully there are women on the internet who also have paralyzed husbands there are groups for these kinds of things mm-hmm. um you know i i've even met a couple of gals in person um after connecting online but i think that that was so helpful for me um because when i was first caregiving for my husband and i looked for any kind of support online i only found caregiving stories that had to do with caring for elderly parents right. um or grandparents or that kind of thing and it, it was just such a different situation when it was my husband and we're like young and newly married and happy you know while also dealing with this um so i would say finding community somehow i would recommend that for sure um and then as far as incorporating reselling the thing that works for me is just being super organized and always always having a plan for whatever pocket of time i'm going to have and so I will spend time pre-planning like I already know tonight with my hour what I'm gonna do and then if I only if I don't get my hour and I get half an hour then I can only do that for half an hour and that's you know at least something but I I would never get any reselling things done if I came up here with my one hour a day to work on it and I was and I spent part of that time thinking what am I gonna do Mm. you know like what can I do? Because I would just like the time would just get sucked away and then I wouldn't be able to move anything forward. Um, so that, that, that would be my, my advice. And then to, I mean, for me, because it really is an escape, I, I just lean right into the whole thrifting escape thing. (laughs) I have fun with it when I go, I'm not viewing it. Like, you know, this is going to be a successful trip if I get this many things or whatever. I just let myself wander and and look at the things and look the things up and just enjoy that time. And what I have to show for at the end of it, I have to show for it. (laughs) Right. Yeah. Yeah. Just enjoy the process of it because you you don't know if you're going to have time to do it again that week in two weeks in a month. You don't know what your life is going to look like. and if it is that form of therapy, which I totally believe in, because when yeah. I first started getting into reselling, like hardcore, my dad had been gone for maybe, I don't know, four months at that point. And I didn't have like, what was I doing now? I had nothing else to do with my time. I had all this free time that had happened that I now had. I filled it with reselling and really like stepping into it 100%. And that was my way of coping with what was happening around me. Um, so yeah, I totally buy into the whole therapy aspect of it as long as you're smart with it. Right. And it doesn't become an addiction. (laughs) Like there's a a clear distinction there. Um, but, but I do think that there's something, the endorphins are are released 100%. Yeah. Well, I loved having this conversation with you and hearing your story. And I mean, I already liked you before, but now I like you even more. (laughs) Like you, you really. You really are a super mom, super wife, you know, 
super reseller, the fact that you have a successful reselling business and that you even try to live sale, like that is just like, I that won't was, even I do that. That was actually successful. <laughs> Regardless, you did it. You know what I mean? And here yeah. I am. And I'm like, I don't, I don't have time for that. I'm doing that. You know what I mean? But, but you tried it and, and I just, you have a very optimistic viewpoint on it all. And I think that's so important when you're in these situations and, you know, life gives us whatever we can handle and you're thriving in it all. You have a successful career. Like girl, you're good. <laughs> you are. Oh, thanks. And I hope those that are listening enjoyed the story and, and felt the same inspiration that I felt listening to your story, Dana, because I, I think that we have so many unique people in this community and there's so many stories to share. And I'm sure there's other people listening that are like, Hey, I kind of fall in this camp too and can totally relate to what she's saying. And if that is you, please feel free to reach out because we would love to have you on as well. Um, Jen and I are going to do an episode in probably the near future. I don't know when, because we have so many <laughs> episodes coming up that, um, that we want to get out to you guys, but we want to give our, perspective on caregiving because uh we have both been in that situation as well and while we can all relate to caregiving as a whole our experiences are all so very different and um it's a real part of life reselling is is a real part but so is this like human element that all of us may go through at some point so thank you for sharing it with all of us well thank you for the opportunity and thank you for all that you put out and uh, i just you. really enjoyed the podcast and being part of the patreon and Maybe once uh, my son can get to bed on his own, I can actually <laughs> join one of your one of your zooms. It's okay. That's one of my favorite things I watch and I listen oh. to it and I watch every month. It's one of my favorite things I look forward to because I feel like I know all you gals, even though I can't ever jo actually oh, join. It's it's okay. It's okay. You're there in spirit. Yes. Yeah. I'm, I watch every single one back. So. Oh, that makes me happy. Hey. <laughs> Uh, and for those who are listening who don't know, we do a Patreon group. The link is in the description. It's $5 a month. You get uh, two bonus episodes. We do a magazine now. We're going to start a newsletter probably in the summer because we have to figure all that out. But we are going to do a newsletter as well. Um, we You get uh, ad-free content. It comes out usually a few days before the episode comes out for everyone else. And we do a monthly Zoom and we do a quarterly call. We do a lot of things. We do a lot of things over there, $5 a month. And we have a Discord, which is what everyone loves about it the most. <laughs> but all right, thank you, everyone. I'll be back next week with Jen. I think, I think we're going to do summer trends. I think we're there already. And that is just, that is just wild. It, it's no, I lied to you all. It's not summer trends. It's that's in two weeks. Next week, I'm not even going to tell you. I'm not even going to tease it. It is someone who works at a big company in the reselling space. And I, I that's all I'm going to say. <laughs> all right, everyone. I will chat with you next week. Bye.